This is episode 56, and you're listening to the Rude Horror Podcast. In this episode, I got the chance to speak with award-winning composer and conductor Stefano Mainetti. He's won Best Soundtrack Award at the 18th Fanta Festival for the movie Tale of the Mummy. He's even worked on other horror soundtracks, including Ratman, Deliria, or in the U.S. known as Stage Fright from 1987, and Zombie 3. Stefano has even done soundtracks to action movies such as The Shooter and Silent Trigger starring Dolph Lundgren. He's also worked on Interzone, Strike Commando 2, Cobra Mission 2, Leathernecks, Double Target, and several others. Maybe one of these days I should ask him to do a bonus episode with me discussing his action film scores. (laughs) But anyways... I want to thank Stefano for letting me use his music in this episode. I can't thank him enough. And if you want to know more about Stefano, check out his website at www.stefanomayanetti.it forward slash en. But without further ado, here is the incredible interview. Hello, everybody. This is the Rude Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Rude, and today I'm here with award-winning composer and conductor Stefano Mainetti. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's worked on music for films such as Stage Fright, Tale of the Mummy, Silent Trigger, Zombie 3, and many more. First off, I just want to say, how are you doing, Stefano? Thank you, thank you. I'm okay. Here is midnight in Italy. Actually, I am here in Rome. Fantastic night, warm, wonderful sun today, and uh, it's a pleasure for me to be here with you, Marcus. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for for being here today. Um, So uh, I guess first off, I'll ask you, uh, do you remember what first got you into the horror genre? Yeah, I remember, you know, something, uh, Marcus, because uh, of Deliria, also known as Stage Fright. You you probably know this title, Stage Fright. It was a, a movie in 1988 by uh, directed by Michele Soavi. And uh, I in, in that year, 1988, I scored a lot of movies. And Stage Fright was my first experience with the horror genre. And Simon... Uh, Simon Bozol brought the extra diegetic music and uh, Guido Anelli and I together we scored the uh, diegetic music. I mean, all the music during the stage rehearsal that was actually part of the script. You know, remember, I don't know if you saw the movie, it's the part, yeah, yeah, the the stage, uh, the stage rehearsal. Right. I, I know to, it's curious that uh, to note that uh, um, after 20 years, 20 years later, in uh, 2009, Simon Bozel and I, together we composed the music for a CD called Alma Mater. And this is the title of a CD featuring the voice of Pope Benedict 
Pope Benedict XVI, and oh. took place at Westminster Cathedral, where I had the honor to conduct the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra uh, in London, where we recorded the CD at the fantastic Abbey Road Studios. So, you know, life is strange. I mean, we, we, we scored in, in 1988 uh, uh, the, score, the, the, the music for uh, uh, an horror movies, and 20 years later we met in London to a, for, for a recording, just to record a sacral project for Benedict XVI, the Pope, I mean, in Westminster. Oh my gosh. So, you know, life is really strange, incredible. Right, yeah, that, that's amazing. <laughs> amazing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was the, my first experience for Deliria or Stage Fright was my first experience in 1988 for um, for me in a horror experience, horror movie. Yeah. Nice. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you want to trail off from Stage Fright or not, but like, do you have uh, any, uh, you know, like uh, good uh, experiences working on Stage Fright? Like, did you get any direction from the director or anybody or did you kind of have uh creative control over that mm, i did i i used to work a lot for a production the film mirage in in 1987 they sh i just tell you something about because they should this production film mirage shot um a science fiction movie called interzone okay okay at that in that movie was directed by Darren Serafian. Darren Serafian is a, an American director. He is the one who directed the Terminal Velocity. I don't know if you remember the oh, movie. Oh, yeah. And uh, I made the soundtrack for Interzone. And during that movies, uh, I met, of course, the director, Darren Serafian. And after that, Darren Serafian is one of the main character, one of the main actors in Zombie 3. That's why I, I was connected from uh, the production, Film Mirage, to the Zombie 3 production, because Darren Serafian was the, one of the actors in, uh, in the movie. That's, oh, okay. that's the connection. All right, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so that kind of uh, answers my next question. <laughs> uh, you know, how, how you came about working on Zombie 3. Which, yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly the way. Uh, for sure. Uh, so uh, do you have any interesting stories working on Zombie 3? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I compose different kind of different kind of music, as I told you. And uh, for example, sacral, sacral music. And also also in the US, for example, I, I wrote, um, I scored the audio Bible, the audio Bible, the, the word of promise. Uh, or Abba Pater for Pope Wojtyla, so sacral, sacral projects so different from horror movies. Oh, yeah. So doing Zombie 3, while I was scoring Zombie 3, uh, there was an American journalist, uh, his name was uh, Douglas, Douglas Winter, and he wrote an, uh, on the magazine Watchdog, yeah? And okay. uh, he wrote something like this, sounds like this, uh, Stefano Mainetti, the only man known to have written music for both Lucio Fulci and Pope John II. <laughs> <laughs> so it's incredible. That, yeah, because so different kind of music and you don't expect that someone who writes music for an horror, uh, an horror film 
can score uh, sacral music for a pope during the jubilee that's why um what uh was your work relationship with lucio fulci like or or did you get to uh, spend time with him and uh you know uh work on the music like did he help you uh kind of give you direction or um did claudio fragrasso and bruno Mattei have any uh say in any of that yeah you know uh, I, in reality, I, I just seen Lucio Fulci once because uh, he fell ill soon after starting the, the shooting. I remember he, he fell ill soon. And uh, uh, it's a pity because uh, Fulci loved the soundtracks world. I really would love to meet him, but uh, it was impossible uh, to work with him. So after that, Bruno Mattei and Claudio Fragasso uh, directed the most part of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Bruno and Claudio often work with me, as I told you, at the film Mirage. So uh, we, we, we know each other very well. And uh, yes, they, they left me the most of the creative control of the score, totally. I decided everything about the music. Oh, very cool. Very cool. And I, I got to say, uh, the, the main title of this, uh, still kind of gives me chills every time I hear it. Like if I just hear the soundtrack, (laughs) uh, it's a, it's a really good uh, track off the soundtrack. And uh, even some of the, the action sequences of uh, like the, the military or like the, the guys in the, in the suits, the hazmat suits and they're running and you hear like, you know, an action sequence. uh, It, it really felt like uh, I was watching, you know, like uh, an action apocalyptic type of movie. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's a lot of time. I mean, it's 30, 30 years ago. I mean, it's a lot of time. Right. Yeah, what? it was a long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have uh, or do you recall uh, your inspiration for making the music on Zombie 3? Um yeah, in Zombie 3, as in Stage Fright, we have two different levels of, uh, of scoring. Mm-hmm. One is diegetic, and the other one is extra diegetic. The diegetic music of the film describes the moods of the characters. And the extra diegetic music is that which comes from the records broadcast of the, by, by the a DJ, you remember in the movie, no? Uh, mm-hmm. Who is actually the, the protagonist of, of the film. Uh, for the extra diegetic music, I composed everything computer-based. Everything. Okay. Yeah. And uh, using a lot of analog analog sounds of that, of that period. Uh, uh, about the extra diegetic music, I worked a lot together with a group, the Clue and the Crew, uh, composing together five, five cues, five songs, I remember. Uh, mm-hmm. Later on, we used the songs also as extra diegetic music. Uh, so not only as cues from the broadcasting radio, but also as score, as real score music. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, it was interesting because in that movie, you have two levels, two different levels, uh, two different levels of music. One extra diegetic and the, uh, one diegetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Uh... 
I I know that uh, you're a talented guitar player. Did you do uh, <laughs> Did you do uh, some of the guitar work in the soundtrack, or no, was that no, someone no, no. else? I, actually, the the guitarist in that work in uh, Zombie Three is Mario Zaccagnini. He's a very well known guitarist, very famous and great great uh, great performer. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'm a classic guitarist, so that's um, that's not oh. in the movie. <laughs> okay, I I thought maybe that was that was you, uh, you know, tearing it up in, uh, in no, some just, of those rock I songs. Just play, I just play all the on that movie. I remember I played all the keyboards. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> um. What uh. Or uh. Do you have a favorite piece of music on Zombie Three? Yeah, you told uh, the track one. I mean, track okay. one is the main title, is the main theme, and uh, is is the one from where all the other skills derive. Okay. And also, the, the the song I prefer, my favorite song is the track two, Nature. Oh, okay. Nature, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then I told you, I, we wrote the, the that song with Mario Zaccagnini, the guitarist. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Um, would you uh, would you ever go back to the horror genre and compose music for another horror film at some point? I mean, uh, with, with our movies, now I, I did later on with uh, Russell Mackay, you know, the Highlander director. But uh, I, I, as I told you, I, I like to write. I like to score uh, different kind of music for different genres of films. Mm -hmm. I really would like to come back and write a score in Zombie 3 manner. I mean, it's not the period. Maybe it's not the era. It's a different kind of music, actually. All neo-minimalism. It's so different in that period. You know, you have sometimes you, you need the right movies to write that kind of score. Right. Um, yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, you, Several years later, you go on to uh, uh, do the score for uh, Talos the Mummy or here in the United States, uh, Tale of the Mummy. Uh, do you have any uh, any good stories of uh, working on that movie? Well, I remember that that period I, I, I lived in uh, in U.S. in L.A. And uh, I was first working with Ted Kochev. You know, Ted Kotcheff is the director of, of uh, First Blood, Rambo. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, after my first movie there in California, I met Russell Mulcahy. Russell Mulcahy, the direct, Highlander director, he's a very visual director. And mm -hmm. uh, he loves the, the, the horror genres. Of course, he, he made the... You know the the television series, the um, Tales from the Crypt. Oh yes, yes. He's the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one. And uh, we worked together a lot, and uh, I really loved to work with him because uh, he was the uh, he he left me he left me the freedom to write as, as as I like to write with three three different levels of uh, scoring. One, the first level was the big orchestra. I, I'm just talking about Tale of the Mummy. Mm -hmm. Tale of the Mummy is a classic mummy movie about uh, uh, the discovering in Egypt 
of a, uh, of course of a mummy yeah and um, the first level was the big orchestra classic orchestra we recorded the orchestra in uh, sofia in bulgaria with a big orchestra 92 uh, piece of orchestra uh, with a big choir and this was the first level the classic level in the ancient egypt during this discovering of the of oh, the, wow. the mummy of course the second level was the modern level in london okay. nowadays in london and uh, i score everything with the electronic electronic stuff and sound design so after that we mixed a lot of the two components orchestra and sound design and we obtained the an effects of a particular kind of music uh, that Russell liked very much. So I I I I, I love that movie. I love the soundtracks, and I, I remember I, I won a prize uh, for the, at the Fanta Festival. Uh, for, yeah, for yeah, that's that uh, yeah, yeah, congrats yeah. for that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's a great. Yeah. It is a great soundtrack and you know like uh at least for like uh in the United States and uh you know the people that I talk to um <clears throat> uh, tales of the mummy doesn't really get brought up a whole lot and uh you know after watching it I'm like this is this is a pretty good movie I'm surprised not a lot of people you know talk about it a whole lot because it almost kind of feels like a modern universal monster film in a way yeah you know something about tale of the mummy christopher lee you no know, christopher lee was uh, the Dra dracula you know yeah when... for the hammer films exactly for the uh, that's my favorite hammer uh, hero hammer monster and nice. christopher lee was the one of the protagonists of tale of the mummy okay mm -hmm. and um he was the, the main the main character and later on he gave me the prize this prize he gave me the prize for at the fanta festival in 1998 and i wow. was so honored by it because from his hands i mean and so i was so impressed how young he seemed you know i remember also he was already dracula when i was a kid i was a child he's he was Dracula anyway and he he looks so young so I told him hey it looks like you made a deal with the devil and he answered of course I did it oh my god <laughs> was very nice very nice very nice person wow that, that's incredible yeah, that's incredible yeah he he's a, a legendary actor yeah. and he was yeah of course you know I he he uh he played one of the, probably one of the best uh baddies or bad guys yeah, if best you will. Villain, best villain uh, in yeah. history i mean in and everywhere he was a villain yeah. lord of the rings he was those, incredible those, in that thousands. yeah and yeah yeah the uh you know and of course the the hammer horror films he he played several um uh villains in that like dracula the mummy um I think he even played Frankenstein's monster at some point. Yeah, yeah. He was Dracula after who was the, the name of the other actor who who Dracula? Uh, Bella Rugosi. Yes. The first Dracula was Bella Rugosi. After that, for years, it was uh, Christopher Lee. Right. 
and he told me he was a uh, he he would like to be a musician and he st he studied like a bass voice he was a singer he studied like bass and he has, he's got this kind of voice hey stefano what are you doing hi you're fantastic <laughs> with the <laughs> range voices you know it was an incredible guy wow that's amazing yeah i i know that uh uh maybe about 10 i don't know uh past decade or so uh he did do like a like a heavy metal album which i thought was really cool yeah i don't remember uh, yeah I, I i can't recall the the cd or anything but uh he does have some some music out there with uh some heavy metal uh instruments behind him and... was a musician anyway it could be possible yeah sure yeah so yeah it's it's definitely worth checking out you know if you want to want to hear his take on heavy metal <laughs> So, uh, do you have a favorite horror movie or like favorite type of horror movie to watch? I know I I love the way Bernard Herrmann scores the, all the Alfred Hitchcock movies. That's my point of reference. I mean, his way of scoring is so powerful and unique, really unbelievable. Using a structural and functional models after. And he often avoiding the melody. Doesn't mm -hmm. he? Sometimes he did. But anyway, um, he had the skill to enrich the script in the total respect of the lines, never overwhelming with the music. It's kind of, so my, my favorite kind of horror movies is that one, the master Alfred Hitchcock and the master Bernard Herrmann scoring. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I really like uh, like Psycho and the Birds. Those are classics. Yeah, you know something. Uh, actually, uh, the birds in the birds, uh, there is no music. Uh, birds is only sound design, and uh, Alfred Hitchcock asked Bernard Herrmann to write all the sound design but he did but 10 years 15 years earlier that the sound design was invented <laughs> i mean oh my gosh he did an advance he was in advance and he did a great job that's something i would like to do i mean if i could try to to do a soundtrack and uh, i would like to score that movie birds and to just try to write in a classic way I mean, in classic manner, and just to see the results. Just because there is no music in that movie, just birds, just birds effects, just sound design, all by Bernard Herrmann. And he did on purpose all the sound design. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Come to think of it, you know, all you could really hear was the birds, and there really wasn't a whole lot of. Yeah. Music you know something? There is a, a, a modern uh, television series, it's called Ratchet, and on Netflix. And okay. Ratchet is an horror series, actually. Maybe you know. Maybe you know. And uh, they use it's a, you can find it right now, but they use the Bernard Herrmann music, a oh, lot really? of uh, mainly from Cape Fear. Oh, okay. But it's fun. it's a it's a great operation because it's a modern movie. It's a modern uh, television series, 
and actually on, uh, as I told you, on Netflix. And they used a lot, a lot of uh, Bernard Herrmann music of 50 years earlier, uh, from Cape, mainly from the movie, from the score Cape Fear. Very cool. Very cool. I'm going to have to uh, next time for, I watch it. For your, yeah, for your postcard, podcast, yes. Very cool. Um, and uh, something did come to mind in, in kind of going back to Zombie 3. Yeah. Um, I think, if I recall, this is like the first time that uh, uh, birds were kind of passing the infection on. And uh, so I'm wondering uh, if there was any connection uh, with like the filmmakers wanting to have the birds in it. Maybe that was like a, a call back to Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Maybe, you know, who knows? After 30 years, it's hard to remember. <laughs> maybe, maybe that something, you know, uh, Alfred Hitchcock was a master and everybody, everybody saw all the movies. Of course, Bruno Mattei, Lucio Fulci and Claudio Fragasso saw all that movies. Well, maybe there is a relationship between the facts. Yeah. It, it, it never dawned on me, but, you know, talking about the birds and, you know, and, yeah, yeah I, I could kind of see, uh, you know, maybe they kind of got a little bit of, of that from from the birds. Actually, it reminds me something more close to us about the COVID-19. Anyway, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, in, you know, in uh, in China with the birds. And... Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. It's 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 pretty surreal how like surreal. science, yeah. <laughs> how That's science fiction always kind of finds its way of becoming reality. Anticipating the reality, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you uh, if you had a uh, favorite Universal monster or Universal monster film. I think you kind of said that Hammer is sort of more. Yeah, your... yeah, Dracula, of course, and also Monsters and Company. By kidding, I mean. Monsters and Com I love all the monsters in Monsters and Company. Of course, the Hammer from the Hammer movies. Of course, Dracula. Awesome, very cool. Christopher Lee, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, like I said, he's he's the man. Yeah, he is the one. I mean, right. <laughs> what uh, horror films have you seen lately that you would recommend, or, or have you watched any horror movies lately? Um, I think the, the last movie I saw about the Eightful Eight, you know, the Eightful Eight by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah. I think this is actually a paranoid, paranoid, blood stained horror movie. I think mm -hmm. horror movie, yeah. And wonderful soundtrack by Ennio Morricone, Italian composer, you know, and right. uh, he won the Oscar. He won the Oscar prize for after five nominations. He finally got the got the, the the Oscar for the best soundtrack and uh, I knew I knew Morricone very well I know personally very well and uh, he was and still is the honorary president honorary president of the ACMF ACMF is the Italian soundtrack association and he still is the honorary president and uh, I am one of the founders of the of the of this association, and um, the soundtrack of the Hateful Eight is an example of the genius of Ennio Morricone. Uh, 
he could easily write melodic soundtrack as well as adopting totally different kind of technique. Totally different kind of techniques, like in 8 you don't have any kind of horizontal lines, any melodies, no, it's all counterpoint, it's all uh, something very close to the Bernard Herrmann way of writing music. Okay. And, um, the reason, I, I often remember his teaching by Ennio Morricone. He said every time he always experimented and tried scores with different approaches. Every time he met, he said, you'd have to try something different, try to change, try to experiment. And uh, this is something that I always remember uh, to my students at the Santa Cecilia Conservatory here in Rome, where I teach music composition for film and theater. And it's something very important. Just try to do something from your own, all by yourself. Try to invent something new. That was the teaching of Ennio Morricone, and he did every time. And the Eight Full Eight is a wonderful score, so different um, from the wonderful score he made. He, he scored for Sergio Leone, for example, melodic kind of music, melodic kind, no, so different. But mm -hmm. uh, he won the Oscar at least after five nominations. The Academy decided that's the way. That's the the man. That's the way we we have to go for this. And Ennio Morricone won this fantastic orchestra. I I was really impressed for this. I was so happy about the Oscar for Ennio Morricone. And I remember that evening also the the the, the happiness of John Williams uh, uh, for for this fantastic and for this great composer, Italian composer. Right. Yeah. He. Uh, uh... Uh, you know, it was well-deserved that he got an Oscar because, you know, he's done so many fantastic scores so to many, films. So many. And also, Marcus, you know something? I think he's the one who made, who wrote most soundtracks of the other, of the other, all the other composers. He scores more than 400, I think, soundtracks. Wow. More than Jerry Goldsmith, <laughs> more than uh, oh, any man. other composers I know. Yeah, it, his his catalog is is impressive to say the least. Yeah, and, you know, he starts when he was 25 and he wrote the last soundtracks when he was 94. Wow. Why and he dies, but he he died writing. I mean, oh wow. It was really his life. He was a genius. He was a, a, a real um, musical uh, brain. Mm -hmm. he's, a, he's at the level of uh, Bernstein. He is at the same level of uh, Stevie Wonder. He mean, I mean, he's one of the most important musicians in the in our in our era. Oh, oh, for sure. Um, you know, scores like uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, yeah. you know, one of possibly one of his most famous scores. Yeah, of course. Um, but, you know, like like we said, uh, his his catalog is, is so huge. So it's it's really hard to say, like, what's his best work, because he he really has a lot of best work. <laughs> and uh, to kind, kind of swing this back around to uh, the horror genre. 
Um, Ennio has done uh, John Carpenter film. Yeah, the, La Cosa, The Thing. Right. The Thing, fantastic. Yeah, that, that, one of the one of the best horror movies as well. Yeah, great, great, great Carpenter movies. Yep, and great right. soundtrack. Right. If if you had the chance to recreate or reimagine uh, a new score to any horror film, uh, what film would you pick to to recreate or reimagine a score to? I told you, Mark, Marcus, is The Birds by Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. That, because of the, Bernard Herrmann made just the uh, sound design. I mean, it, okay. it's something. Uh, strange is something weird to put your hand a new composition in a masterpiece like the birds by Alfred Hitchcock and by of course the genius of Bernard Herrmann but anyway in my dreams sometimes you know, I would like to, to, to find out the way to write a classic score for the birds by Alfred Hitchcock yep very cool very cool well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Stefano. I I really appreciate you coming on here and, and being able to talk music and, and horror with me. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you to you and to your audience. It's an honor. It's an honor for me to to be on your podcast, and I'm I'm, I'm happy every time I can come back in U.S. and uh, I love your I love this country and I love the people in the U.S. and I love your music. So it's an honor, it's an honor for me to be here. And uh, please feel free to contact me as soon as you, whenever you want, as soon as you want, okay? Awesome, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Marcos, take care. Well, that was the interview with Stefano Mayanetti. Uh Again, I just wanna thank Stefano for coming on the show. Uh, it was, uh, an incredible honor to to have Stefano on here. I uh, was honestly blown away that uh, he wanted to come on my show. Um, it, it's funny how life works because uh, I initially was going to see if I could, uh, going to just do uh, Zombie 3 and just talk about Zombie 3, which I still am going to do. But uh, I had reached out to him about possibly seeing if I could do some of his music for the episode. And the conversation just kind of took off from there. And lo and behold, uh, I got him on the show. So uh, I, you know, again, I'm blown away by the fact that uh, I was able to get him on the show. And uh, who knows, maybe I can uh, get him back on here and uh, talk about some of his action movies. Because he's got quite a bit of uh, soundtracks for action films. I know this is a horror podcast, but maybe I can do like a bonus episode because uh, I, you know, me personally would like to know more about uh, some of those soundtracks and, you know, maybe just discuss those, but uh, who knows, maybe, we'll see. Um, But anyways, uh, I am going to leave uh, several links in the description of this episode and uh, possibly in the comments of uh links to uh, check out some of stefano's work um uh, like i said uh check out his website at uh www.stefanomayanetti.it forward slash en uh for you know a lot of uh his work uh you know all his uh discographies uh more about him the awards he's won 
he's definitely one of the greats of our composing era. The guy's just got uh, an impressive amount of catalog of music, and uh, I'm just, you know, I'm honored to, ha- to have him on the show. Uh, he's also on uh, IMDb. You can see a lot of the, the stuff that he's worked on over there. He's got a Wikipedia page. Um, I'll even give you links to uh, the main title for Deliria or Stage Fright, a link for uh, The Word of Promise. Some tracks for Zombie 3 that are on YouTube. And I, I want to add that check out the Zombie 3 soundtrack on vinyl. There's some sick vinyl variants. There's red and then there's a, a green vinyl variant. Uh, one of these days I want to pick up the red variant because it just it looks so awesome. And I uh, definitely want to have that in my collection. Uh, you guys can find it pretty much anywhere if you look online. Um, there's Discogs, eBay, Amazon, uh, I think even Walmart was selling it online. You know, just uh, Google search or whatever uh, web browser you use, uh, search engine, type in Zombie 3 soundtrack on vinyl. Uh, it's it's pretty awesome looking, so check that out. And uh, Silent Trigger, Tale of the Mummy. And uh, he also has merchandise, uh, more or less the soundtracks of his work on Amazon and eBay. You can find most of his stuff if you type in Stefano Mayonetti. Um, you can find a lot of his work there. Just uh, tons and tons and endless amount of uh, content that'll keep you busy for a while. I, I definitely encourage you guys to check out his work. He's done some awesome stuff. So uh, that's about it for me. All I'm going to say is you can check out uh, the Root Horror Podcast page on Facebook and Instagram at Root Horror Podcast. I'm also on Twitter at Root Horror Pod. Uh, I also have a link tree where you can basically find all my links and uh, everything uh, you need for the Root Horror Podcast at linktree.com forward slash Root Horror Podcast. Or if you're old school, just send me an email at rudehorror at gmail.com. That's about all I have for you guys today. I, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, I just want to thank you as the listeners for uh, sticking around and, uh, and listening to this episode. Uh, I'm going to uh, send off this episode with uh, one of Stefano's songs. It's uh, the main title for Tale of the Mummy. Enjoy and stay tuned for the next one.